Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien. Um, I have. Uh, I'm going to start creating events in London, and uh, I'm I'm running a mastermind that I will be launching soon. You'll you'll have the link in the show notes. I'm here with Glenn GlennSutherland.com. Glenn has a course about uh, flipping homes in the US and a mastermind as well. And Darcy, Darcy White, that's yeah. Darcy puts his thoughts together based on the topics we cover in the episodes and, and then uh, dives deeper into those topics um, on his website. And today we will be discussing uh, picking a partnership. Uh, I'm happy to get started. I'll be uh, quick. Uh, I love this example we've mentioned in the past where if you have no money, no experience, uh, you can leverage the fact that you attend real estate events to try and find a money partner, an experienced uh, real estate investor, so you can network and then partner. And basically, uh, over time, you'll get more money, uh, you'll get the confidence from the experienced investor, you learn from working with them. And then also, uh, after a while, you know, you, you'll you make money by being a, a general partner, you, you'll be compensated for your sweat equity, so you, you'll get also some money over time. Uh, ideally, you want a partnership where all elements are complementary, where you bring something to the table that it does that the others don't have, and uh, taking the... Um, uh, so somebody can be good at uh, raising capital, uh, finding money. Uh, somebody can be good, a good operator. Uh, so that these are two examples of uh, skills somebody can bring to the table. When you when you look for a money partner, uh, make sure they're not investing in the last dollar. Um, and typically, uh, it's it's a good idea to. Uh, so there is a concept out there called accredited investors. So it's good to to work with accredited investors. Um, uh, you can discuss returns with them, and and typically they have more funds, they have more experience investing, so uh, less surprises. Um, when you're investing and you're partnering with an operator. Look at their track record. Have they been through different different cycles in in real estate investing, and uh, how do they weather uh, storms? Uh, do they do they stop communicating? If they stop communicating, that's a that's a red flag. Um, and also in terms of partnerships, uh, it's very important to try and see. You know, some some of the red flags could have to do with control. Um, uh, you know, some people have a very hard time letting go of control, and and if if you're the operator and they're the money partner and and they want to have a say in everything that's going on, that that's going to make for a, a difficult uh, relationship. Um, so these are my uh, my quick tips on uh, how to pick partners. Yeah, I think the one part you kind of touched on quickly when you're talking about a passive partner, um, one thing to keep in mind. Um, is to make sure that the, the 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 arrangement that you're setting up is legal. Um, most of these arrangements, and I'm not even joking, most are set up illegally. Um, they're not legal, and the thing is that you're just underneath the the range, the Securities Exchange, the Ontario Securities. You're just too small of what you're doing. You want to scale this up. Um, as you grow, you need to make sure you're you're being legal with this. Um, typically having a passive partner, if it's just a straight JV, could be considered illegal um, because you are raising 
funds, which you need a license for, you, you know, technically you probably, in most cases, um, there is, there's situations where you can make this work, but in a lot of the situations I hear, um, and especially even the way that people present them, um, it isn't legal. It, it isn't legal. You don't have um, a, a securities license. You don't have any license to do this, to raise um, funds. There's a word for that, but raising capital, you, you have Prospectus. to yeah. It has to be raised with the prospectus, which is a legal document. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that do this correctly, and there's a lot of people, but there's more that do it in incorrectly, right? And especially if you want to start building a business and doing a lot of these, you will get onto their radar. Um, there's been plenty of examples across Ontario or across Canada, not Ontario. The people I'm thinking of aren't from Ontario, um, where you can get in a lot of trouble as you grow this, right? If you haven't set this up right. Um, as you're growing, you should be spending money to make sure you're compliant, Um because otherwise you're going to get yourself into trouble. Um, so <clears throat> when I'm working with new partners or working with them, um, you know, you're going to have uh, a joint venture agreement, partnership agreement, <laughs> multiple agreements. And what you really need to do is lay out um, the responsibilities of everyone ahead of time. Um, it's a lot easier to do this when you before you start. Um, if you start trying to put more jobs onto other people while the project is going on, it's much more difficult. It isn't, they're going to have in their head that this isn't what they signed up for. Um, you should be planning everything. Um, you should be planning the exit. You should be planning the buyouts. You should be planning if somebody died, if someone gets divorced, this has happened to me with partners. You need to plan for all this, as much of these things as possible, because then it's not, we have to get a lawyer or an attorney involved and we have to go through litigation. No, no, we have a document that has buyouts and has the plan for how this will play out. And we just follow the document. We don't need to challenge this, right? Um, we, we, everyone's in agreement, and we know this is how it was going to go right from the start. Um, Typically, whenever I'm working with somebody new, um, it does change if I'm doing like a multifamily, but I'm typically talking like the one to four units. Um, when I'm working with somebody in a smaller project, I want to do a short project start. Um, I want to go for a date before we go into a marriage. Um, what do I mean by that? Typically, I like to do a flip, right? I like to do a flip because things, timelines go a little long, budgets could go a little off. There's certain things the contractor isn't communicating. How do they deal with this? Do you want to be stuck with someone who like just loses it on you all the time <laughs> um, over little things? Um, no, you don't, right? You have to live with this. Um, it has to make sense for you. So yeah, start. I typically like to start with a smaller project or a shorter time frame of a project so that we have an, a defined exit. Um, and the other thing about this is communication. A big part of this is talking with this partner. This partner that you're working with, they need to know what's going on. They need to, they need to be, they need regular updates. Um, even the partners who I've had some that just like literally call me in six months and let me know for fun rolling, uh, running behind, right? Those are the best partners, right? But they're far and few between. Um, but you still should be sending them uh, information to know how it's going. And what's even better than sending communication information is to teach them how to use your portal, right? So they can go, um, they don't say, hey, how do I, I need a copy of the bank statement. It's in there, they can log in, they can get access. They need to get a copy of this for their taxes. They need a copy of that. If you empower people to you know, be able to get this themselves, um, first of all, you're gonna have fewer phone calls yourself. But also, they are going to feel much more connected and be much more part of this project mentally, right, than having to go through you for everything. Um, you should always be trying to 
do that, like to separate yourself, but not separate yourself. That's not the right words. Um, but anyway, that, that those are kind of where I was going with this, right? You need to, you just need to make sure everything is laid out properly. Um, I like short projects. Communication is very important. Um, keeping control of your project is one I, I did write down, but I wasn't sure I really wanted to go into it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and what do I mean by that? Um, I've had partners where they're very experienced. Um, they have just as much experience as me, but they've worked with me still, or sometimes more experienced than me. And they've worked with me still. And a lot of times, they, the people who are in that experience situation, they will ask to do more roles. And first, that sounds amazing. You're like, hey, less work for me, right? You want to contact the property managers. You want to do the, the calls with the contractors every week. You want to do all this. That sounds amazing. But you need to stick with your roles, right? From the start. That's why you need to define this. Um, because they can, what what happened with me on uh, one project is they ran away with the whole thing. They yelled at people, people people fired us, we fired them. You need to keep control of this. This is your project. If you're the, the you know, I don't I hate the term working partner. If you're the general partner on this um, and you're performing most of the duties, do your duties. Uh, don't let someone else um, step in, even if they're fully qualified to, or be on that meeting as well. Don't step away. Don't let them take over because, you know, who cares about this the most? You do, right? Um, so make sure you do. Agreed. Um, mine is just we wrap up. I got a couple of thoughts. Uh, I've done lots of partnerships. I think my first thing is for people looking looking to find productive partnerships. We've described in different moments a good partner look like, and that if you're looking to find good partnerships, or good partners, you need to tell people what you're doing. You mm -hmm. find you need to find an elegant way to describe clearly what you're doing, who you're looking for, and articulate it. I mean, if you don't tell anybody, you're not going to find it. Um, you know, employ friends of friends. Your network should know what you do. And they're able to say in a casual conversation, hey, I know a friend who does this. Because that's, studies have shown that's where they exist. They are tangential or adjacent to your friend group. Because you would have already found them if they're in your friend group. They are next to your friend group. They could be parents or uncles or other partners or brothers, other sisters that are out there next to your friends. So tell people what you're doing and have it very clear. I mean, people joke about the elevator speech. People, you should have clearly an idea of what you're doing. Otherwise, other people won't if you're fuzzy on that. So that's my first thing. Let people know what you're doing and what you're looking for, that you're looking for investment partners to syndicate with. Um, the second phase where I do it, you need to be in the industry where the money is. The money is in accounting offices, mergers and acquisition partnerships, bankers. You need to be next to those people. You need to attend events, be in the network of people that are discussing this because that's where the partners are. So if you're, if TD Wealth in Lang has an event, a free event at Moxie's, and I'm not making this up, you should be there and look around the room. These are all potential partners. Stay for the cookies, stay for the coffee, chat with five people. And just would be intentional. Be clear about what you're looking for. Make some coffee dates. Glenn says, do you want to go on a date first? There's a place to go on a date first. These are mixers for business people. These are people like this is my interest. This is Langley Township. These are farmers, contractors, and business owners. They're looking for what to do with their excess of money. These are the perfect places to meet. Go to those events. Um, that's my number two. Uh, number three, if you want to find partners, be a partner. Join another partnership and be an awesome partner. One of my most productive partnerships was uh, I joined my father-in-law's business to manage his affairs, and I was forced into a partnership 
with a lawyer for a deceased partner, a mega partner who owned giant malls, and uh, two physicians that were trying to get out of the partnership. It was fraught with problems because we had to settle in the state. We had two people that wanted to leave that were aging and wanted out. And I had a giant partner that I didn't know at all. So you know what I did for the next five years? I became the most amazing junior partner ever. I managed the property. I did all the scut work. I researched everything. Every piece of relevant information that they needed, I put it in a tight, tidy package and sent it to them. Had my name on it so that they knew I was capable, competent, reliable, and exceptional. At the end of this, I was invited into partnership. That's how you find a good partner, by being an amazing partner. It takes a little bit of time, but once you're there, you've established the terms on which your references will be made. I do this, you do that. I'm really good at this, you're really good at that. It becomes very clear, and it is honestly one of the most productive, easy, and beneficial partnerships I've ever been in, and it's a pleasure to be their partners. I use their name only with like reverence because I'm honored to be partners with them because they're huge players in the scene out here. Um, be a good partner first. I mean, that works with any partnership, with your marriage, with your kids, with your friends and family. Be great. Um, elegantly find a way to describe what you're doing um, and be good to other people. It'll just happen for you. You don't have to force it. You just have to work at it diligently and be a little bit smart about it. I think that's what we got, guys. Um, I have to wrap because I have to check out the hotel that I'm recording this in in six minutes, and they've already knocked at the door. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap us up, Ari. <laughs> that's crazy. Great tips. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next time for our next episode. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.